Welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hello. We're back. We're back. I mean, from your point of view, we never left, but we never left, but we did. We did leave (laughs) and we we have come back and we are here in your ears once again. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) And where did we go? You might ask. Well, the city's so nice. They named it twice. New York, New York. The Big Apple. Yep. That's yep, where that's we went. Where, that's where we were. Um, it was amazing. It was so fun. It was so fun and um, just so awful at the same time Yeah, because of weather. <laughs> Here's the thing, New York. Appreciate you for your mm-hmm. food, for your museums, for your culture. parks. Oh. Your culture. Here's what I don't appreciate you for. Yeah. 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 Your well, smells. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheer of amount smells. of people. More than 8 million yeah. is too much. It's too much for one city. I just. It's, it's a bit much. Just, yeah. Let it ebb and flow out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the weather. It was oh. simply too hot. It was too hot. <laughs> so hot it was too hot we were very cranky there were some real make or break <laughs> moments there where if we hadn't found air conditioning at the exact moment we did I think there uh-huh. would have been uh situations listen we're just simple midwestern gals we are you know we love a big city but we have to have air conditioning to mm-hmm. to be, operate to function I can't to function yep um but other than so, that, yeah. great city great place. <laughs> great place we've established how sweaty we were <laughs> oh my god I've never been sweatier truly ever in my life <laughs> um but Madison let's talk about some of the amazing things we did uh, um okay so my favorite part mm-hmm. which I know will be a shock to you Megan was MoMA, the Museum of Modern okay. Art. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think we've touched about it before, but before I dropped out of school, I was studying art history and my favorite <laughs> was always modern art and abstract expressionism yeah. specifically. Um, and so Megan and our friend Emily were very gracious to, um, Mm-hmm. you know, really be patient while I walked around MoMA sobbing for a few hours. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, um, we kind of did our own thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. You and Emily had a real, a real thing going on there. We did. We turned fully into art critics. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we should have recorded probably our thoughts. I wish you had were... now that I think about it. <laughs> I should have. Um, because they were so stupid and had no place in a museum, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, I understand that different strokes for different folks, not everyone loves or cares about modern art. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially things that are really abstract. And I know that while Megan and Emily both really, you know, respect the concept, I know it's not their thing. And so, yeah. <laughs> There were a lot, there was a lot though in there that I did, um, love and respect yeah. and yes. was so excited to see a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, yeah, I, can you give me like an example of some of your 
narration that you all would that you all <laughs> oh no um <laughs> I'm trying to well, remember so what we were doing was trying to you know just be like um you know, shitty people that you would see at an art gallery, gallery, like discussing the hidden, hidden meaning, yeah. <laughs> um, and whatever art piece you're looking yes, at. Yes. And I and wish just, I could remember any specifics of what we said, but it was just, yeah. it was us being entirely silly. Yes. It was very silly. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I loved it. It was so fun. I had to walk around wearing sunglasses indoors because my eyes were, <laughs> I was cheering up too much and it was just, there were so many people mm-hmm. and a lot I was of just people. like, a lot of people, too many, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I just, I didn't have the emotional bandwidth to, you know, deal with that number of people seeing me crying sure. at, at paintings <laughs> of rectangles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's always a tough one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just some iconic pieces in MoMA, um, that we have to talk about. I mean, uh, first and foremost, obviously starry night is there obviously Mm -hmm. water lilies. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a lot of what, what's the big one by Klimt? Uh, the kiss that was there by Klimt. That wasn't the one that was there. Well, there was um, one that I saw that was very similar though. Yeah. Um, um, what was that? It was another Klimt. I just don't Yeah, it was one of those other ones. It was one of those guys. Um, yes, The Persistence of Memory by Salvador Dali. The Melting Clocks yeah. one was there. Yeah. Um, there were, there's a Frida Kahlo portrait. I don't really care for Frida that much. Uh, I I like Frida. I'm a big fan on, yeah, a lot of people do. Um, I feel like people get so mad at me when I say I don't like Frida Kahlo. They they say I'm like a bad feminist or something, and I just she I just find her annoying. And sure. that's and I don't really care for her art, and that's fine. And you know what? That's okay. It's fine. Um, yeah. there was um a lot of Picasso, a lot of Matisse, a lot of those mm-hmm. guys. My personal favorite artist of all time, Rothko. Mark Rothko mm-hmm. had uh two big two big ends up there, um, mm-hmm. in one of the galleries. And I just walked back and forth between those two crying for probably 20 minutes. Um, yeah, I was waiting on a bench for you and it took mm-hmm. a while. It took, it took a while. while. It took a while. It's not <laughs> fast. Um, let's see what else is there. <sighs> just, just so much. So I much. Recommend it. I recommend it everyone. Yeah. Um, um we went to the Guggenheim. We went to the Guggenheim. Yes. Beautiful place. It was almost entirely um, Vasily Kandinsky art that we saw, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who I also love. Again, abstract expressionism, big fan. Um, uh-huh. Megan was less thrilled about it, but you know, <laughs> again, different strokes. I just, it just, thoughts. it's giving 80s bathroom um, art. Sure. And sure, sure, sure. I don't know. I don't know. It just made me and the building itself. Like I was already dizzy. It was, you know yeah, I, mean? I was not prepared for how dizzy I would be <laughs> yeah. by the Guggenheim. Yeah. Anyone else who's ever been to the Guggenheim, let us know if you were dizzy yeah. or if we were just being dramatic. Um, yeah, that's possible. I will say I really loved 
like how the Guggenheim was like, it did make me dizzy, but I really liked just like one painting at a time. Yeah. Like it was very linear. Um, and just seeing, I do like that. Yeah. We started at the top and it was early Kandinsky. And so then it like the lower down we got, um, you know, going around the ramp, it was just kind of following along with his life. And it was cool to see it evolve over time. I loved that, but yeah, I was very dizzy. (laughs) But and I, I was not other... going quickly through it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I think other art museums could take a cue from that though, because mm-hmm. it was like, I appreciated how organized, like how it yeah. was organized. Yeah. Um, it yeah. all felt like it was just it's pushing so you forward yeah. and yeah. Yeah. And that's what I want out of all museums. Cause I like, that's the hard part about, I mean, all of the others, but like MoMA, there were so many people jam packed in there. They were all racing mm-hmm. around trying to find starry night so they could get a picture with it. And yeah. which is fair. And, yeah. um, it, you know, and so it's like, I, I don't know, just, I want to see the full narrative. I want to see everything. And it's like, there's all these little offshoot galleries everywhere and it yeah. stresses me out. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, Megan, what was your favorite part of New York? Uh, you know, uh, even though it was the hottest day and it was the sweatiest I've ever been in my yes. entire life, in my existence. Yeah. Um, we took the Roosevelt Island tram over to Roosevelt Island mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. We rented bikes and rode mm-hmm. around the Island and I would I would love to go do that again. I would do that again immediately. Yeah. Immediately. It was so much fun. But yeah, we rode over to the abandoned and most likely haunted smallpox hospital Uh on Roosevelt Island. Um, (sighs) It was so So cool. cool. It was so fun. So much fun. I love it. I want to get back into bike riding. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, campers let's start a biker gang <laughs> that's the <laughs> obvious next step here the obvious next step <laughs> it's a natural progression just like at the guggenheim that's, it. that's exactly right yes um okay have we bragged enough about our vacation yeah we have to move on people are tired of, of okay. hearing about it it's, yeah it's like a, a an audio version of sitting someone down and making them watch your slides <laughs> Of your trip to Branson. Which I will do. <laughs> to Branson. <laughs> um, we have to talk about, you know, last week you did the Pizza Hut Museum. Yes. Yes. And um, I subsequently put a lot of pizza polls on Instagram on our story. Yeah. Just to kind of gauge the public um, sure. on their pizza opinions. Yeah. I did not ask them what what most people would consider to be the most controversial pizza oh. opinion, because I don't give a fuck about what people think about that one. Amen. Um, we know the correct because, answer. Exactly. And we don't need more arguing. Nope. That's right. So I chose not to include that one. <laughs> All right. um, lay, lay some lukewarm pizza takes on me. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's very lukewarm. But some of them will surprise you. Okay. Okay. So first of first of all, the first question was eight slices versus square cut. Seventy-seven mm. percent of people said eight, a classic eight slices. Okay. Okay. 
The next one, very similar results, but I asked pizza shape. Do you like a circle or do you like a Sicilian rectangle? Sure. 76% said circle. So that one won. Wow. And you know, but, but also everyone, I want you to challenge maybe your, your thoughts. Are you just stuck in a box much like Mm -hmm. a pizza? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe think outside the box, maybe try something new. You might like it more. Yeah. I love a square pizza when it is thin crust. I love that, but in general, I prefer circular and your class. That's an interesting take though, but I know you're a Jets girl. I am a Jets girl, but that's like, here's the thing about Jets. And for Mm -hmm. those campers that don't know, Jets pizza is a chain of like deep dish. Is it like Detroit style? Yeah. It's Detroit Um, style where it's like it, it, the pizza crust almost like fries itself in its own oils. It's Mm -hmm. very good, but there's a difference to me between wanting pizza and wanting Jets. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like Jets is almost like a pizza casserole type of thing. Like it is like a totally different vibe to me. Yeah. Um, Well, and much like Chicago style pizza, like it's just not. Oh yeah. It's yeah. I love it, but it's not what I I think. It's not always what I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of which I did, where's the best city to get pizza? Mm. 11% said Detroit. 28% 28% said Chicago, 61% New York City. Yep. Yep. Um, the most, mm, yeah, I would say this was the most disturbing result um, sure. was I did crust, a crust poll. So I did thick crust, thin crust, and Chicago crust. Hmm. 32% said thick crust. We got to get those numbers up, you guys. Yeah. Um, 18% said Chicago crust. That makes sense to me. 50% of you said thin crust pizza. Wow. That's surprising. I don't, I just, I'm not on board with that thick crust all the way for me. See, here's the thing. This is Uh all very Sophie's (laughs) choice to me. I like them both. I mean, I'm not going to turn down any pizza. I just feel like out of bed. I just, what I'm thinking of is like, you know, my go-to Papa John's to me, that's like a thick crust, right? Yeah. And a thin crust, some, you know, like interpretation differences. Cause sometimes Maybe. when you think thick crust, it's like where it's like super, super bready and it's like a whole mm-hmm. separate thing. And I just like, that's what breadsticks are for. That's so I can true. Kind of get it from that. Perspective. Okay. 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 I understand. Um, This one, this one was hard to, I think, come to terms with, um, because I did fast food pizza chains. Oh, now the ones that I listed were pizza hut, Papa John's Domino's and jets got a kind of nice mixture of options. Mm -hmm. Um, coming in last place with 19% was jets. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know it's not everywhere. Yeah. Um, but pretty good. You know what? Never mind. I misread the numbers. Last place was Pizza Hut actually at 14%. Oh, at 14%. Yes. Wow. Oops. Yeah, that checks out. It's not very that good. checks out because Jets is better than Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no doubt. Yeah. Papa John's only 24% voted that that was their favorite. Was that second place or third place then? Second. Okay. 
in first place with 43% of the votes is Domino's. Wow. Okay. I need to, I need to have a Domino's pizza soon because it's mid it's mid. Well, but they changed their crust. Did they? I mean, maybe like 10 years ago, but I remember it being dramatically better than it was when I was a child. Mm, maybe I need and, to try it again, but yeah, I think for science next time we're together, we should order <laughs> one from every place. Okay. Twist my arm. Okay. Um, okay. yeah, because I don't remember. I, I remember it being pretty good last, like, I mean, you know, on par with the, yeah. the John's or Well, and the, the one that I, you know, I could only do four options. Mm-hmm. The one that is one, um, Jets is probably my second favorite, but my third favorite pizza chain is probably not the most popular amongst the people, but I love Donato's. Yes. They don't have that everywhere though. They don't don't have that here. Yeah. Oh, Um, how sad. I know it is. sad. Those crispy pepperonis. Yeah. They're very good. I do like Donato's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then honorable mention goes to Sbarro. Yeah. (laughs) A New York York slice. slice. Okay, and once again, I would really like some pizza. Yeah, wow. I could eat pizza right now. Oof. But yeah, those are those are all of our followers' pizza opinions. So amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love to see it. God, I love pizza. Um, do you have anything else to discuss? No, I do not. I think we rambled on enough about. New York and pizza and New York pizza. And I say we kick this intro to the curb into the East River. Okay. Bye. You're right. <laughs> I buy <Goodbye>, intro. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia campers, you're in for quite a treat today. It's time to head over to Sweden. Specifically, we're going to Stockholm, also known as Summer Night City. Maybe it's just a notion, but I have a feeling you're really going to enjoy the museum that we're visiting today. And now- Gimme, gimme. I've been ruminating on this museum for quite a while, but I wasn't sure how to approach it. I've realized that it felt like this museum was slipping through my fingers. And so I decided to say, gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm ready to cover this museum. And if you will be so kind as to take a chance on me, I'd love to tell you about ABBA, the museum. I mean incredible job round of applause for that Thank one you. I loved it I am absolutely thrilled this yeah. is one of those museums that's been on our list for so long and uh-huh. I feel like we were just kind of playing chicken about yeah, like who would we do were. it but uh-huh. I was hoping that you would do it because I knew that you would do a better job and I just wanted to like be told about it <laughs> I feel that I feel yeah that. so I'm ready um, I only have a few sources. Um, so there's abbasite.com, um, abbathemuseum.com, and the Wikipedia page for ABBA. Love it. Let's jump in. Here we go. And also, 
I don't remember how to pronounce any of these um, words or names that are Swedish. It's so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> as long we'll as you say so. <laughs> uh, in 1966, Bjorn Alveus met Benny Anderson for the first time. Both were in their early 20s and had already made a name for themselves in the music business. Bjorn was a member of the Hootenanny Singers, (laughs) which was a pretty popular folk music group. Benny played the keyboard for Sweden's biggest pop group, the Hep Stars. (laughs) We have to talk about the names of these bands. Just the The Hep Stars. It's so good. It's, I mean, never say hep because that's short for hepatitis. I always, the, I always, um, think of Hep Alien, which was the, um, Lane's band in Gilmore Girl. Yeah, that's right. Hep Alien. Hep Alien. So good. Um, in 1969, Bjorn and Benny met two women that would become their fiancés as well as the other half of ABBA. Agnetha Faltskog and Annie Fried Lingstad. Bjorn and Agnetha married in 1971, and Benny and Frida married in 1978. Some probably already know this, but honestly, I didn't. ABBA is an acronym of the first name names of the members of the band. Whoa, I also yeah. didn't pick up on that one. I had no idea. Embarrassing. <laughs> it's right there. It's literally right there. And what a shitty ABBA fan I am to just I not know. know anything. Oops. Um, okay. So from Wikipedia, quote, an attempt at combining their talents occurred in April 1970 when the two couples went on holiday together to visit the island of Cyprus. What started as singing for fun on the beach ended up as an improvised live performance in front of the United Nations soldiers stationed on the island. Anderson and Olveus were at this time recording their first album together, Laika, which was to be released in September, 1970. Uh, Faltskog and Lingstead added backing vocals on several tracks during June. And the idea of their working together uh, saw them launch a stage act, Festfolket, which translates from Swedish to party people. Oh. And in pronunciation, also to engaged couples. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is it that party people and engaged couples translates I mean, to so, the same thing? Yeah, we love a homonym. Oh, we love it. Um, the cabaret show attracted generally negative reviews, except for the performance of... The Anderson and Olveus hit, I don't know how to say this in Swedish, I'm so sorry, but it translates to hello, old man, Ugh. which, okay. <laughs> um, the first Bjorn and Benny recording to feature all four. They also performed solo numbers from respective albums, but the lukewarm reception convinced the foursome to shelve plans for working together for the time being and each soon concentrated on individual projects again. So not a great start. <laughs> yeah. We love an underdog. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, after the 1970 release of Laika, two more singles credited to Bjorn and Benny uh, were released in Sweden. Uh, one which translates to no doctor can help with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And another one that translates to imagine if earth was young. Sure. Uh, with more prominent vocals by Faltzkog and Lingstad and moderate chart success. Hmm. Uh, Faltzkog and Alveus, now married, started performing together with Anderson on a regular basis at the Swedish folk parks in the middle of 1971. In 1973, Stig Anderson, who is their manager, by the way, Mm. mentioned that earlier in Wikipedia and not again. Um, So Stig Anderson, tired of unwieldy names, uh, started to refer to them privately and publicly as ABBA. At first, this was a play on words, as ABBA is also the name of a well-known fish canning company in Sweden, and itself an abbreviation. (laughs) Um, However, since the fish canners were unknown outside of Sweden, Anderson became... Anderson came to believe the name would work in international markets. A competition to find a suitable name for the group was held in a Gothenburg newspaper, and it was officially announced in the summer that the group were to be known as ABBA. The group negotiated with the canners for the rights to the name. Fred Bronson (laughs) reported to Billboard that Faltzkog told him in a 1988 interview that, quote, ABBA had asked had to ask permission and the factory said okay as long as you don't make us feel ashamed for what you're doing (laughs) which is fair just respect my name yeah don't make me ashamed (laughs) ashamed i mean i love it that's so good um their breakthrough came with the eurovision contest of 1974 the song waterloo was chosen (sighs) And they made the choice to sing it in English. Such a thing. They won the contest, which gave them the chance to tour Europe and make appearances on major TV shows. Fun. Waterloo was at the top of the charts in many European countries. Um, after that, they struggled to stay, stay relevant for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, but soon came out with I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> They love and the repetition. They lo- love that. Um, so unnecessary. And Mamma Mia, which solidified their presence as an international pop group. And their popularity was on a steady incline from that point on. I love it. Um, Madison, what is your favorite ABBA song? Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't know. I think that my real introduction to ABBA, honestly, I was a late bloomer um, okay. because I, we didn't really listen to a lot of ABBA growing up. And so when I was in like, I don't know, grade school or something, I saw Mama Mia and it changed my life. Sure. Um, actually, I was probably in like middle school. I don't know. Um, and so the actual, you know, Mama Mia will always hold a dear place in my heart. Um, it's a great song. It is a great song, but mm-hmm. honestly, they don't have any bad ones. No, they really don't. They're all amazing. Um, 
Um, I can tell you like my top choices, okay, which would be obviously Dancing Queen is up there. Oh yeah, obviously. Um, gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. I will dance the night away to that song. Yeah. Um, lay all your love on me. That's oh, an absolute classic. What a great song. Yeah. Um, and then and isn't what that what they're singing in the movie when all the potential fathers are like dancing in scuba gear yeah it's so good it's so good and then um I do love voulez-vous there are just so many good ones and take a chance on me that's my top five okay okay um all good all great honestly take a chance on me actually might be my like top three it's it's so good very good they're all so good Uh uh-huh waterloo (laughs) is great I mean they're all good uh Jesus Christ I could list Ava songs forever. Oh, yeah. The worst podcast of all time. Just us naming Ava songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in my opinion, Ava hit the pinnacle of their career in 1979 um, with their sixth studio album, Voulez Vous. There are quite a few songs on this album that were topping charts all over the world. Uh, Just a few more months before this album was released, Alveus and Falzgog announced they were planning to get divorced. Oh. Um, it's that classic story of like something starting out innocent and fun and romantic, becoming wildly popular, and then subsequently being destroyed by fame and success. So, yep, a tale as old as time. Yeah. Um, they still continued to release, um, I believe, at least one more album, like within that time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, and a few more singles. Um, and then in 1981, the group was hit with more drama. Quote in January, 1981, Olvaeus, uh, got remarried, um, to Lena Collars, Joe Collars, yo, I think. And manager Stig Anderson celebrated his 50th birthday with a party for this occasion. ABBA recorded the track Hovas Vitney, a pun on the Swedish name for Jehovah's Witnesses. Sure. <laughs> and Anderson's birthplace. Um, sure, na- a natural pun. Um, <laughs> as a tribute to him, and released it only on 200 red vinyl copies to be distributed to the guests attending the party. What a cute idea. So cute. I bet those go for so fucking much on eBay. Yeah. The single has become a sought-after collectible. Um, In mid-February 1981, Anderson and Lingstad announced they were filing for divorce. Information surfaced that their marriage had been an uphill struggle for years, and Benny had already met another woman, Mona Norklet, whom he married November 1981. So, like, within the same year. Not a good look, bud. Not great, guy. Um, in later years, the guys continued to try and make music together while the gals focused on trying to establish solo careers. Mm-hmm. Quote, Abba never officially announced the end of the group or an indefinite break, but it was long considered dissolved after their final public performance together in 1982. Their final public performance together as Abba before their 2016 reunion was on the British TV program, The Late Late Breakfast Show. 
which I love that as a name for a show. Just call it Brad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Save you so many words. Um, a talk show just called Brunch. I would watch that. I'll watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> on December 11th, 1982. Uh, while reminiscing on the day before you came, Alvea said, quote, we might have continued for a while longer if that had been a number one. Hmm. In January 1983, Faltzkog started recording sessions for a solo album as Lingstad had successfully released her album, Something's Going On, some months earlier. Alvaeus and Anderson, meanwhile, started songwriting sessions for the musical Chess, which I don't know that musical, but it sounds not good. It sounds boring. <laughs> it sounds, is it literally about chess? Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's about chess pie. I was literally just going to say, if it's about chess that. pie, yeah, I'm in. Um, in interviews at the time, Bjorn and Benny denied the split of ABBA. Um, and Lingstad and Faltzkog kept claiming in interviews that ABBA would come together for a new album repeatedly during 1983 and 1984. Internal strife between the group and their manager escalated and the band members sold their shares in Polar Music uh, during 1983, which was their label, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, except for a TV appearance in 1986, the foursome did not come together publicly again until they were reunited at the Swedish premiere of Mamma Mia um, on July 4th, 2008. So good. Yeah, so good. Um, the individual members' endeavors shortly before and after their final public performance, coupled with the collapse of both marriages and the lack of significant activity in the following few years after that, widely suggested that the group had broken up. In an interview with the Sunday Telegraph following the premiere, Alveus and Anderson said that there was nothing that could entice them back on stage again. Alveus said, quote, we will never appear on stage again. There is simply no motivation to regroup. Money is not a factor, and we would like people to remember us as we were. Young, exuberant, full of energy and ambition. I remember Robert Plant saying Led Zeppelin were a cover band now because they cover all their own stuff. I think that hit the nail on the head. However, <laughs> On January 3rd, 2011, Faltzkog, long considered to be the most reclusive member of the group and a major obstacle to any reunion, raised the possibility of reuniting for a one-off engagement. Classic. Also tales all this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that cash cow still alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on August 26th. Okay. Here's the other thing. I want to just take a pause real quick because right. grammatically speaking, um, and maybe it seems like, because in all, in all of this, it clearly is written, um, by someone who's European, all the dates have the day, month, year. Yes. With that gra grammatically. They're referring to when they say ABBA, um, like they, they would say like the name. Like ABBA are doing this. Yeah. Right. What is that? Pluralizing it. Yeah. They're, pluralizing but I would think, it. 
if you're talking about a single group, then it would be singular, right? I think that, I don't know this for sure. Um, but so Matt watches a lot of, um, premier league soccer over Mm -hmm. in jolly old England and they do the same thing. So they'll say like Tottenham are, and it's like, it's one team, but they do that. And so it's like, or, you know, the Royal family are. And so I think that's like a British thing because I don't, I agree that I think like, if it is, if together they make up one, like it's a singular noun. So I think that it should be, you know, agreement, but I think that there are some slightly different rules between British English and U.S. English. I guess I haven't looked that up. up. I haven't looked up, uh, even though I've had ample opportunity because I've thought about this like every day for the past several years. Um, okay. I'm glad you've thought about it because I haven't until I read this yeah. and I was like, no, what that, is going on? It's funny because when you said like grammatically speaking, I was like, I guarantee you, I already know what this is because I also have <laughs> beef with this. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It just sounds so weird to me. Yeah. British people, we love you, but reconsider. Yeah, but I got I got questions. I got qualms. Yeah. Got some qualms. On August 26, 2021, a new website was launched with the title ABBA Voyage. On the page, <laughs> on the page, visitors were prompted to subscribe to be the first in line to hear more about ABBA Voyage. Simultaneously with the launch of the webpage, new ABBA Voyage social media accounts were launched and billboards around London started to appear, all showing the date 020921, uh, leading to expectation of what was to be revealed on that date. On August 29th, the band officially joined the the band officially joined TikTok with <laughs> Uh with a video of Benny Anderson playing Dancing Queen on the piano and media reported on a new album to be announced on September 2nd. On that date, Voyage, their first uh, new album in 40 years, was announced to be released on November 5th, 2021, along with ABBA Voyage, a concert residency in London, featuring the motion-captured digital avatars of the four band members, alongside a 10-piece live band uh, due to start in May 2022. Faltzkog stated that the Voyage album and tour are likely to be their last. We've heard that before. We've heard that song and dance before. (laughs) The announcement of the new album was accompanied by the release of previously announced new singles. uh, I still have faith in you and don't shut me down. The music video for I still have faith in you featuring footage of the band during, uh, during their performing years. And also a first look at, at the avatars. (laughs) So good. Uh, earned over a million views in its first three hours. Yeah. Don't Shut Me Down became the first ABBA release since October 1978 to top the singles chart in Sweden. In October 2021, the third single, Just a Notion, was released, and it was announced that ABBA would split for good after the release of Voyage. However, in an interview (laughs) with BBC Radio 2... On November 11th, 
Lingstad stated, don't be too sure that Voyage is the final ABBA album. Also, in an interview with BBC News on November 5th, Anderson stated, if the ladies twist my arm, I might change my mind. <laughs> oh my God. I just, you guys. They really should just call themselves like the Howevers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So over to the museum we go. The museum describes itself as an immersive experience. They have original costumes from the band on display, which by the way, I didn't put it in here, um, but I read in several sources that the whole reason that they wore like wild costumes, because ABBA was known for that, um, was because it was a tax write-off. Sure. (laughs) Where like, if you could prove that what you wore on stage couldn't be used for like everyday use it was a tax write-off oh my god (laughs) so they just did wild yeah wild costumes um so yeah costumes from the band are on display gold records lots of other memorabilia you'll learn about the members of the band growing up as children how they met and their process for creating music together um it's very clear on the website abba the museum strives for inclusivity. Um, quote, ABBA the museum has a collaboration with the Rainbow Foundation, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide financial support to LGBT organizations around the world, as well as private individuals. Um, and for any items sold from their pride collection, a portion of the profit is given to the Rainbow Foundation. Love that. Um, Again, quoting from the museum website, um, ABBA the museum is a proud member of Stockholm LGBT. Stockholm LGBT is the city's rainbow family of LGBTQ plus friendly travel businesses. A membership-based network of hotels, restaurants, attractions, and other partners who are committed to upholding Stockholm's reputation as one of the most diverse and inclusive cities in the world. Um, ABBA the Museum has a choir. <laughs> oh my God. Dream job. Dream oh, job. Oh, seriously. Um, ABBA the Museum, the choir was founded in 2014 by ABBA the Museum CEO Matthias Hansen and Bjorn Alveus to celebrate the 40th anniversary of ABBA's victory in the Eurovision Song Contest in Brighton in 1974. The choir's uh, 50 original members were selected by audition in collaboration with the Swedish Choir Association and Karen Bockström, who was also the choir's first artistic director. Since the autumn of 2015, the choir has been an independent group in a smaller format in close collaboration with ABBA, the museum, and others within the ABBA family. The choir has performed at several official ABBA events, both in Sweden and internationally. Um, And then ABBA, the museum has a cinema, which I love a museum with a cinema. Same, everyone should have, every museum should have a cinema. Let me sit down and watch something in air conditioning. Yeah. Ugh, can't you know? emphasize that enough. <laughs> uh, 
um, quote, in the exhibition at ABBA the Museum, you will find our very own cinema. Here we show movies during the whole time the museum is open. The movies are shown continuously throughout the day, so there's no specific time you have to be there. Just take a seat and enjoy the movie. The movies we show right now are uh, Pop Story, an animated movie based on Bjorn Olvea's book by the same name. The film is made exclusively for the museum and can only be seen here. Hmm. And the second movie that they show is ABBA, the movie, uh, which is, of course, a drama documentary set during ABBA's tour of Australia in 1977. So good. The museum's catchphrase is walk in, dance out, (gasps) which is just what I want every building to do to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. I love it. Walk in, dance out, baby. (laughs) Okay. I have three reviews to read to you. (laughs) There were so many good reviews. Um, so many of people being, cause it's a little costly. It's like $25 for a ticket. Sure. Um, and it's a lot like of people MoMA. It's like MoMA, Same it's exactly like MoMA, <laughs> uh, MoMA, ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but a lot of reviews of people being like, I couldn't afford a ticket. So I didn't go one star. <laughs> guys just because you can't afford it doesn't mean it's unaffordable in general like yeah and also doesn't mean it deserves one star no everyone's kind of operating in a different you know price range situation yeah (laughs) um okay so the first uh review these are all from google and i only did one stars because they were just so funny um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just reread the last one and I, oh my god I'm so excited <laughs> to read it to you okay so the first one one star from Lena and Lena said hi me and my family didn't get to see ABBA museum because no cash accepting it was our dream oh I mean if it was your dream honey it was our dream well I mean, and if it's your dream you know, you're in Stockholm. That's a big city. Just go somewhere else and find cash. Surely there's an ATM. Yeah. Don't give up on your dreams so easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Helmet said, love it, gave it one star and said, Ava has always been stupid. <laughs> okay. Helmet. Simply just... <laughs> Then why didn't, why did he spend $25 on it? Give that money to Lena for her dream. Yeah. Come on. Um, the last review and truly one of the best I've ever seen in my whole life, um, was one star from Vilmer and Vilmer said, ABBA was not there. (laughs) Oh, that is disappointing though. If you think that they're going to be there, then they're not. (laughs) Why would you think they're going to be there for $25? (laughs) They just, that's where they exist all the time. They live at the museum, actually. They must have just stepped out for lunch. Uh Yeah, it was just a little break. Oh, Um, my God. But that was ABBA the museum. Uh, So good. 
I love it. I want to go. Same. I love I ABBA. Meatballs. Uh, and canned fish. <laughs> I don't really want to eat canned fish. I don't really want to eat canned fish. No, no offense. Maybe. I'll try it, but I don't really want to. Yeah. Just have you guys tried fresh fish? Oh, it's so much better. It's so, it's so good. much better. You know, <sighs> it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> we can we can attest. Yeah. Campers. <laughs> Thank you for hanging yeah. out with us. Um, and listening to our favorite palindromic band. Oh my god, the best we love, one. We love it. Um tell us about your favorite ABBA song um or your favorite palindrome um (laughs) (laughs) let us know um reach out to us we are on social media um Mm -hmm. you know all the usual suspects um Mm -hmm. I mean technically we're on Facebook and Twitter and you know whatever uh but we're yeah. also on instagram and tiktok megan is blowing up tiktok these days get on oh, yeah. board um yeah. and oh all of those are at the museum camp that's important information uh-huh. um <laughs> if you want more of us uh we have a patreon uh yeah, patreon.com slash the museum camp five dollars so you could go that's like five okay for one fifth of the price of the abba museum experience yeah. <laughs> i mean when you put it that way a fifth that's such a yeah, small traction yeah um yeah that's how you can get in touch with that's us pretty affordable it's pretty yeah. affordable um <laughs> but fair warning abba will not be there yeah <laughs> just so you guys we will know. but abba yeah won't. Right. Um, lastly, I think if you um, are enjoying this podcast um, and you know want to tell people about it, please do that. Another great way to do so would be to uh, check the podcast app that you're currently using uh, to get mm-hmm. my voice into your ears and see if you can leave a rating and or a review. We would really, really appreciate it. Really, really, we would. Really, really. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me all those reviews. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. Um, oh. Did we get everything? We got it all. Amazing has, job. Has our house been kept? Um, I think so. All right. Well, campers, thank you so much. We will see you next time. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>